0: Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today here at Walk Church Online. My name is Hayden Ratner. I'm the senior pastor here at Walk Church, and I want to greet you on behalf of my family, our entire ministry team, and my wife Nina. We're so glad that you chose to join us today. It's an honor that you are logging on with us. Maybe you're in a living room or a kitchen, kind of like myself. I wanted to relate to you. I wanted to jump right in your screen, but be right at your home, too, as we unfold the Word of God today. We're kicking off a brand new Series we're going to jump in the word here in a moment, but before we do that I just wanted to bring us into a time of generosity as We're a generous church when when you give to walk church you give through walk church to make a difference And one area That you're helping make a difference in is in church planting and we're a church planting church We believe in the power of reaching cities through church planting and one church that we've been able to help start this past year is a church in the Bay Area in Oakland, Northern, California It's called Storyline Church, Pastor Akeem and his wife, Jamie. And we've been able to support this church and get involved with their work through the generosity of you. And so just know when you give to us, you're helping make a difference there. And we really want to keep that going and support that work. And just know that you can continue to do that through your giving. Uh, We have four different ways for you to give here at Walk Church. One is through online, walkchurch.com. You can click the online tab Or if you're on our online church platform right now, you can just click the Give tab right above your screen. Uh, You can also give by way of drop-off. You can uh, send an email to our executive pastor, Mike, at walkchurch.com. And you can just send him an email and set up a curbside drop-off. You don't have to come into our office or anything like that. It's closed. we're, We're trying to be on guard there. And it'll be a safe way to do that there. You can also give by way of phone you can text to give right now or you can just go download our walk church app at any of the app stores simple seamless safe way for you to be a part of generosity i know that this is an uncertain and difficult time for everybody and so if you're not able to give during this season we understand we don't want you to feel forced or pressured in any way but we do want you to know when you give to this church you're helping kingdom efforts not just in las vegas but all around the world Also, if you do have a COVID-19 related need, we would love to help meet it. I can't guarantee it, but I can guarantee you we'll try our best to come alongside you and meet that need. You can click the COVID-19 tab on your screen or go on our website and find more information about care and relief there. Well, right now, we're getting ready to jump into our new sermon series that we've titled Headlines. Come on, say it with me. Say headlines. Headlines. Good news in times of uncertainty. I know that you're probably like me where you could use some good news. Maybe you've opened your newspaper and every day you you get a paper, or maybe you're not quite sure that this thing even is, still exists, but newspapers still exist and and maybe you get a a headline notification on your phone and it just says these are your headlines for today and you've just had enough of the negative ones cuz even this weekend USA today records Jobless record spirals to 22 million. Ten years of gains are wiped out in weeks. Or this headline right up front. Seismic events and loss have shaped the U.S. history. Uh, Right here down below it says domestic violence is up. Headlines are all around us bombarding us and a lot of it can, can really discourage us. It can take the courage out of us if we're not careful. But I, I really believe that God in his book, the Bible, has some headlines for us as well. And, and these headlines, my friends, are good news. Good news for our soul in this time of uncertainty. And, and today we're going to look at a few. Before we do that, I want us to just take a few, a look at a few headlines that recently made me laugh. I don't know if you knew this or not, but God is for laughter. He's a humorous God, and he even tells us in the book of Proverbs that, that laughter is like medicine to our hearts, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. So I, I read a few of these, so I'm just going to share a couple with you, and maybe they'll bring you a laugh or two as well. I read this first one. It says, state population to double by 2040, and babies are to blame. <laughs> right? This idea that in 2040, the state population is going to double, and here's the reason why because of babies and quarantine life might do that who knows but hopefully it's done the right way uh, another one is federal agents raid gun shop and find weapons <laughs> i don't know if that made you laugh but what else were they going to find um bugs flying around with wings are flying bugs <laughs> that good one um how about this one let me know what you think about this. Hit, hit, hit like or a comment if you think this is a LOL moment. Um, rain, biggest factor in flooding. Yeah, well done on that headline. Last one, planes forced to land at airports. Um, I, that that one, that one was accurate to me uh, as well. But maybe those made you laugh or not. But I want us to go ahead and take some time right now and look at the first headline that we see highlighted for us in the Bible and it's found in this book called Romans, which is arguably the greatest book in the Bible in Romans chapter eight, which is arguably the greatest chapter in the Bible. And one of the greatest verses in the Bible, verse 31, you find these four words. God is for us. I want you to just say it out loud. God is. Is for us. This reminder needs to flood your soul. This reminder has helped me in this time to to know that I know that I know that God is for us. I think if we're not careful and we get bombarded with these different headlines all around us, that we can start to think for a moment that God isn't for us. Or maybe you would believe the lie from Satan that God is against us When in fact, he is so for us. Let me go ahead and read it to you. Open up your Bibles with me if you have it to Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Let's look at these verses together. The scripture teaches us, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things these verses teach us that God is for us as we kick it off in verse 31 I just want to highlight this first part because it it sets the tone it gives us the context for these verses it says what then shall we say to these things now if you just picked it up right here you might not understand what things The authors talking about the Apostle Paul's writing to the Roman church and he says, what shall we say to these things? Well, here's some things that he's already covered within the book of Romans. Romans chapter five, he says that we now have peace with God through our faith in Christ. That's a headline. Friends, that we have peace with our God through our faith in Christ. Romans five also teaches us that we have access to God through our faith in Christ, that means that we can go to him in these difficult seasons, right? That God says, you got access. Go ahead and swipe your card of prayer so you can get to me because we have access. We have peace and access. Also, we have the spirit of God through our faith in Christ. Romans six then goes on to say that we have been raised to new life through our faith in Christ continues. We now have victory over sin through our faith in Christ. Can I have an amen? right? That we have victory. Not only that, but we have eternal life through our faith in Christ. Romans 6 is shouting to us to walk in that victory, to walk in that eternity that starts now. Romans 7 then leads us into this reminder. We've been set free from the law through our faith in Christ. Now we're, no, we're no longer bound by this law of the Old Testament and Old Covenant, for Jesus has brought us into this new covenant. Here's what it looks like. Romans eight 8 teaches us that we know are no longer under condemnation because of our faith in Christ. Then Romans 8 later says we're now fellow heirs of God through our faith in Christ. We're we're not slaves, we're 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 friends. We're children, we're fellow heirs with Christ. Right? He calls us sons and daughters. These are some of the things that Paul's writing to us. And that's what leads us to verse 31 where he now says, "What shall we say to these things?" I don't know about you, but what would you say to those things? What would you say to the God who says, I want to call you my child. I want to adopt you into my family. I want to give you eternal life so we can spend the rest of our lives together with him in eternity. What would you say to a God who says, I want to make peace with you? What would you say to a God who says, I want you to have unlimited access to me? What would you say to a God who says, I want to give you victory through faith in my son who loved you enough to die for you? and rise for you. Here's what you should say. He says, man, this God is for us. What we should say in this time is, man, this God is for us. Let's just break those four words down just briefly. Start with God. God, the God of the Bible, the holy and righteous creator of the universe. When I think about God, three words pop into my mind at first. The first word is omnipotent, omnipotent. I know that sounds like a big scholarly word, but omnipotent just means having unlimited power. The God we believe in, the God we serve, his power is unlimited. Not only is he omnipotent, but he's omnipresent. The word omni just means all. He's always present. There's never a moment where God sleeps. There's never a moment where God forgets. There's never a moment where God's like, oh, snap, what just happened? Or he's freaking out like, oh, Jesus, Holy Spirit, what should we do? No, he's always present. And he's always powerful. Not only is he omnipotent and omnipresent, but he's omniscient. Omniscient just means that he has unlimited knowledge. So he's got all power. He's always there. He's always present. And he knows everything. Now, check this out. This God is for you. The God who has all power, knowledge, and time is for us, right? Maybe you've heard the the old school song and hymn. He's got the whole world in his hands. What a good reminder. He's omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, right? He's, He's right there with us. And this God is for, not against, He's for, meaning he's on the winning side. He's on the positive side. He's on the pursuing side in a good way. This God is for, now here it goes. This is the best part. Us. When when you stack up God's credentials, when you look at God, an omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient God, a holy, righteous, sinless creator God who breathes out the stars, and you say, this God is for us, think about who we are. This is a spoiler alert and if this just puts you back into reality for a second, well, thank me later. <laughs> but here's 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 the reality, right? We are feeble. We are weak. We are finite beings. We are very temporary. We are limited in who we are and what we can do. We're sinners. We all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We've all missed the mark. At one point or another, we all drop the ball. And God still says, yeah, you weak, feeble, sinful, limited beings, I'm for you. I don't know about you, but that just brings rest to my soul. To hear my God and Savior, who is perfect in all of his ways, say, hey, Hayden, I'm for you. I'm for your good. I'm for your benefit. I'm for your life. That is a headline that we need. That every day when we wake up, we should remind ourselves, God's for me today. I want to remind you that right now. God's for you today. The CSB Study Bible, I was reading that as a commentary for this verse. The CSB says, if God is for us, this line, this quote, if God is for us, expresses a hypothetical scenario but a sure reality god really is for us the old testament the ot believers had the same assurance that 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 same assurance is the motivator to go on another day the assurance that god is for us is the thing that should compel us to take another step to try again to get back up again to Breathe again to do something again to to finish what you started the reality. God's for you You can do it because he's he's for you And that was true in the Old Testament in fact in the book of Ezekiel We see this prophetic word Ezekiel 36 verse 9 says for indeed. I am for you I love that word indeed. It, it could just say for I'm for you, but the prophetic writer says indeed i am for you god's saying i am indeed can i just highlight that for a second can i just bold that double click and highlight that god is for you indeed matter of fact highlighting is not enough circle it for me can we just can we circle that really quick i want you to circle it highlight it make it bold god says indeed i am for you indeed just means it's really emphasized the word, If you have to put the word indeed in there, you're just making a point all the more clear. God says, indeed, I am for you. He says, I will turn to you, and you shall be tilled and sown. In other words, God's going to provide for you. God's going to cover up the flaws and the imperfections that you think that you have, or maybe you think that you are. God says, yeah, but I'm for you. I know what I'm doing. And he loves you. And even in this time of uncertainty, let's just be reminded he's for us. right? Ezekiel not only taught us that, but David in the book of Psalms has this great text that I think we could eat from today. Psalm 56, verse 8 through 11. Let's go ahead and look at it together. If you're ready, say ready. Come on, if you're hungry for this word right now, say let's eat. Let's eat. Psalm 56, starting in verse 8, says... You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise in the Lord, whose word I praise in God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Right? The. The author, David, here in the book of Psalms is actually quoting what Paul would one day quote himself in Romans 8, that these verses were lived out hundreds of years before Paul came. Right, David, he's saying, look, when I was tossing on my bed at night, when I was wiping away tears, God was actually collecting them. That that God has counted my tossings. How much is God for you if he's watching you on your bed and he's counting that you're tossing. He's, he's taking those tears. He's, he's collecting them in a bottle. Right? That he's writing about us in books. Our God is for us. It was those things that made David say, man, my God's for me. I'm not going to be afraid. Not only does he say this in Psalm 56, but he goes on to say it in Psalm 118. Psalm 118, verse 6, he says, the Lord is for me. Why don't you just quote that with me right now? Ready? One, two, three. The Lord is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? He says, the reality that God is for me is going to relieve me of fear. And today you might be experiencing fear. And, and, and there's understanding as to why we're living in an uncertain age There's never been anything really like this in our lifetime. I mean, how about it? We're right now in the moment of history. Here's what I want to look back at. When I look back at April 2020, in the season that we all walked through regarding COVID-19 and coronavirus, here's what I want to know. Even above that headline, I want to know God was for us. That, That corona won't have the last word, God will. He's for us. He's for your family. He's for your friends. He's for your city. He's for our church. God is for you. He's for us. Paul continues in this text in Romans 8 by asking this question. If this is true, and it is, who can be against us? Right. Let's go ahead and highlight that part. what, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, Well, then who can be against us? (laughs) Just listen to that for a second. Who can be against someone or something that God is for? Later on in the book of Romans chapter 8, he he goes on this tangent. And let me just go ahead and give it to you right now. Let's just go ahead and jump in and look at it. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39 says, I'm sure. I love how the Apostle Paul was sure about this. Right? He's not wavering. He's not undecided. He's not asking questions. He goes, there's one thing that I'm sure about. Are you ready? Here it is. He goes, I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to. To separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So whatever you want to put in that text, whatever your blank is, whatever you want to fit in there, can't separate you from him. If God is for us. It can't be against us. Right. Who, who can be? Against? So things may come against you, but if God is for you, you're going to come out on top. You'll be on the winning team. It says whether it's in this life or in the next life, you're still winning. Look at the scriptures. Paul says, I'm sure that neither death nor life, angels nor rulers, things present nor things to come. Maybe you're concerned about what's going to happen. What's to come? What's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next month? What's going to happen next year? Are we ever going to go back to normal? I'm not sure. But here's what I am sure of. That none of those things can separate us from a God who's for us. Take heart, my brother, my sister, in this reality. That God is for us. Who can be against us? We don't have to fear things when we're confident in the one who's for us. In fact, if we're going to fear anybody, fear him. Right? Jesus teaches us principle in Matthew chapter 10. Matthew 10, Jesus in the gospel, he's teaching his disciples, and he says, do not fear those who can kill the body, But are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Right. Don't be so distracted about things that aren't for you. Be distracted with the God who is for you. Right. God has this omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent power. Right. It says that he can not only destroy your physical body, but he can destroy your soul. Right? And so let's not be on the enemy side of him. Let's be on the winning side with him. He's for us. I love that reality that we don't have to earn his favor. We don't have to work for his favor. He's already for us. By sending his son, Jesus, to live the life that you couldn't live, to die the death that you deserve to die, to rise from the grave that you would have stayed dead in, God says, if you put your trust in him, I'm for you. God's for his children. This text tells us that clearly. Let me give you one more quote, and we're almost done here today. The ESV study Bible says, The opposition of unbelievers and Satan will never succeed since God is for us. So I don't know what you want to put in that blank, the opposition of Satan, the the fear of things not working out like you'd want it to be. Or maybe you thought you would be at a specific place in life today and you're not quite there yet. Those things won't succeed as long as it's true that God is for us and it is true. And maybe you'd ask this as we get ready to close. You might be skeptical. You might say, hey, I get it, Hayden. I hear all that. But how can we be so sure? That this God that we're talking about is for us. Well, I really think the answer is found in verse 32. Right? Verse 31 says, all the things that we just learned about, what shall we say? Well, well, here's what we should say. God is for us. Who can be against us? But verse 32 gives us the confidence as to why we believe that's true. Here it is. Verse 32 says, he who did not spare his own son just think about that for a second can you just grasp that for a second that God said I'm not going to spare even my own son but instead he gave him up for us all and I'm praying that you're in the all that God gave up his son for us all for you your mom your dad your brother your sister your grandpa your grandkids your friends, your neighbors, people that hurt you, people that you're not quite sure about where they're at in their faith journey. God gave up his son for them. He's for us. How can you be so sure? Well, he did not spare his own son. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Paul says, I can't fathom it. I can't understand how this God wouldn't give us everything we need. That this God didn't spare his own son so that we could be saved as well, and he would raise up his son so we all together could have fellowship with God. That God would do that, that he would go to that level of love. He's that for us. Won't he do everything else that we need? may not do everything else that we want because sometimes our wants will get us in trouble. But here's what you can be assured of. He will do everything we need. David says in Psalm 23, verse 1, he he affirms this principle. Psalm 23, he says it like this. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He says, everything I need, all that I need, God provided it for me. He's a good shepherd. He's leading me. By still waters. He's putting me in green pastures. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, and that's where we're at in our country right now. We're, we're looking at the shadow of death. And God is still saying, I'm for you. Trust me. Turn to me. Don't turn to sin. Turn to Him. God's for us. Romans is declaring this headline Friends, God is. For us Romans 5 8 another verse that just is helpful for your soul it says God shows his love for us how does God show his love well he shows his love that while we were sinners it doesn't say while we were cleaned up it doesn't say while we were sitting in church it doesn't say while we were in a baptism pool it doesn't say while we were making all the right decisions it was then that God loved us no it says God shows his love for us while we were sinners While we were in the middle of our pig pens, while we were in the middle of our sin and debauchery, while we were turning our backs against God, God said, I love you, I'm for you. So much so, I want to send my son who's willingly going to die for you. How much does God love you? To die for. How much is God for you? Look at the scars on Jesus' hands. That's how much he is for for you and that's good reason to be encouraged today my last assignment for you and it's it's more of a encouragement to do this right now it's an instruction i'm going to put a little lyric on the screen and here's what i want you to do with it i want you to just fill in the blank here's what it says god is for blank here's all i'm going to ask you to do Put your name in that comment. Put your name in the insert. God is for, I'm going to do it, Hiding. God is for you. I want you to say it out loud. Whatever your name is right now, God is for, say that name. It might get awkward. People in your house might hear you. But just go ahead and say it. Just declare it. Let, let, Let Satan hear it. Let the enemy know. God's for you. It's it's the reminder that God's for you. That's going to give you the ability, strength, and motivation to make it through another day. Come on, say it with me. God is for, say your name. In fact, put it in the comments. You can just drop it in the comments right now while you're watching. Just put it. God is for, and put your name in it. Make it clear. Make it loud. Make it known. Remind your soul that He's for you. If you're tuning into this right now and, and this is the first time where you've heard this message and maybe you didn't know that God was for you or maybe you started to drift away from this reality and you need to realign with the God who's for you today, He's so for you, He sent me to tell you. He wants that relationship with you. He desires for you to come back home. I want to lead us into a prayer right now, giving you an opportunity to make it right and to get back into a relationship with the God who loves you, who cares about you, who knows you, and is for you. Let's pray. God, we really believe these words today. God, this message has helped me. Romans 8, 31 and 32 has helped me. God, you're for us. God, you're not against us. What can separate us from your love? Nothing. Neither death nor life nor rulers nor angels nor things of this world can separate us from you. So right now, if you're watching this right now and you're praying with me right now, I want to invite you to pray a prayer of receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He's for you. Right now, call on His name. Just say, Jesus, I believe. Wake me up. Give me faith. Save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I turn away from my sin and I turn to you right now by faith. Thank you for being for me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying for me. Right now I give my life, my heart, my past, my present, and my future to you. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name amen 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 well if you just prayed that prayer right now i want to encourage you i'm so glad that you made that decision that's the greatest decision you ever made there's nothing like having a relationship with jesus be encouraged from your walk church family our host is going to give you your next step from there